Welcome back. Thank you for coming back to our second podcast. This is the Film Obsessed Couple with Scott. And Shelly. And yeah, you listened to the first episode. You liked it, obviously, enough to come back for a second time. And Yay! we could not be more appreciative. Yeah, we're so happy to have you here. Thank you again. You made it through Cellular. And boy, we're going to put you through the ringer today for sure. <laughs> what do we have today, Scott? Today. Thank you, Shelly. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about Criminal, another C movie, Criminal, Cellular. Yeah, you know, it had a lot of similarities. To Cellular? Yes. Oh, I'll be interested to hear. Yeah. All right. I was all like, are we watching Cellular? Just different actors? Yeah, it it may have some similarities to it, but yeah, it it was um, released in 2016, right when we started dating. Like towards the, I believe it was the end of the year. We started Whoa. dating in 2016. Okay. Because I know that we were, I don't even know if we were living together. We must have been at the time because you were hanging out with a friend and I watched this movie at home while you were gone. Yes. Okay. And you came back and I think we were even watching it. We didn't even have the, the high def TV. I hadn't moved in yet. Yeah. You because watched I watched it on, it on, the on the laptop. Box. Oh yeah. I think <laughs> I watched laptop. it on the laptop. Because I still had an old box TV. Yeah, I don't know why I would have been here without you. Maybe we were. My memory's not good. And I was here. I think I watched it on the laptop because we hadn't gotten have moved in. But yeah, you came home from hanging out with a friend. You saw I was watching it. But you asked me how it was, and I was like, it sucked. So I didn't think we were going to watch it again. Although I did pick it for this show, so this is kind of yeah. my fault. <laughs> yeah, this is on you, buddy. Although I knew when we started the idea of this podcast, I knew it would be a good idea to pick kind of crazier, weirder movies. So this kind of came up in my mind because I knew it was going to be a pretty crazy movie. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we'll just jump right into it. It starts with Kevin Costner wearing dad jeans on a beach. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's wearing, he, he's dressed in dad jeans. He's got these big blue jeans on. He's just standing <laughs> there and I wrote the first line of the movie is, they messed with my brain. <laughs> I thought I thought it was you hurt me and I hurt you worse. Was he, it the second one? He does second say that. Like, yeah, I put down that that was the first one. He's like, they messed with my brain. You oh. hurt me. I'll hurt you worse. That's all they keep saying throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I did say that he talks like he smokes 10 packs a day. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, he's, he's talking like this. I, I didn't care for it, but. Yeah. That, yeah, that's how you know he's supposed to be like kind of like a bad guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it starts out and then it shows military men in like a car with guns. But then it starts with Ryan Reynolds in London. I was surprised because I thought in 2016 Deadpool had come out. I thought he was like a huge star at this point. But I found some trivia in this where apparently he had just finished filming Deadpool and he was available for four days. So he came in and filmed all of his scenes in four days. Yes. So that's why he's in it so little. Because I was like, why was he in this movie? He was like the hottest thing in the world at the time when Deadpool came out. But, yeah. but there you go. Which is very nice for him to, you know, his only few days he had. Yes. He's going to help with this movie. He's not very Ryan Reynoldsy in this movie. No. But he was a little like, I don't know, like, oh, 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 looking around every corner, just kind of like. Yeah, I guess when I say Ryan Reynoldsy is that he's talking like a mile a minute. And oh, okay. If you watch movies now, and I think what the problem is with him now is that Deadpool was huge. And so that's like every character he plays mm. where he's just like, ha, 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 look at this, look at this. He's like Robin Williams. <laughs> look at that. Ho, ho, look at that. Look, ho, ho, look at this. A little ADHD. He's got like ADHD, but he's always riffing and joking. Like, do you remember that movie we watched um, Hobbs and Shaw with The Rock and Jason Statham? You know I do. <laughs> Jason Statham. Uh, he's in that at the beginning and at the end, too. But that's all he does is he's all like, oh, I saw you kill a man with a brick. Or I saw you shove a brick down a man's throat. And mm. he's just riffing. And I think that's what they do. They were like, "You Deadpool was huge. 
just keep going. So yeah. Deadpool hadn't come out at this point. I don't think like he was riffing like that so much. So he's he's a little resigned. So Ryan Reynolds is walking the streets of London and he goes into a store asking for a bag for his wife. I think it was a jewelry store, wasn't it? Was it? Oh, yeah. I guess so. I thought it was like a bag store because he gets a bag. I was thinking, why is he asking for a bag in a jewelry store? Yeah. Well, yeah. That doesn't make very much sense. But it makes sense because he is... Did it say CIA? Is that what these people are? I really have no idea. I I didn't catch it. I just said good guys and bad guys. (laughs) I'm not even sure which is which. That's what I was doing, too. I was like, the villains. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there's some government operation, but he is in the, the CIA. I don't know if that we're going to call it. <laughs> the CIA. Yes, so he is in that, and he goes into that shop to get a bag, and it's filled with like a shit ton of money and passports. And so he walks out, and he realizes that people are following him. Yeah, I was like, okay, it's like people are following him, but I didn't know who. Like, who? Why are they following this guy? Yeah, and he, you can see that he's being tracked by Gary Oldman. Whose mm-hmm. name in this movie, he was the, the CIA, I will keep trying to say it as much as I can, the CIA director, <laughs> the head of the CIA or whatever, but he's in there and he's the one that, he's got the long hair and glasses. Yeah. That blonde haired lady that's in there, her name's Alice Eve. She's been in a bunch of stuff. I was surprised that she was in this movie for as little oh, as she really? was. Yeah. She didn't really, I mean, she stood out, but then I was still like, who is this lady? She has a very odd relationship to Ryan Reynolds, and we can get to that once once we get a little further in. But he's being tracked, and he's letting them know, and they're tracking him. They're like, oh, where is he with this bag of money? And then Ryan Reynolds realizes, like we said, he's being followed. Mm-hmm. So he tries to lose him in, in various ways. He gets on, Doesn't he get on a motorcycle? He steals a motorcycle, <laughs> which reminds me of Cellular. Yes, because okay. Because he stole a car. Not Ryan Reynolds, but... Chris Evans. Chris Evans steals a car in cellular. Yes, that that is correct. Yeah, the guy is standing there at an ATM. A lot of people stealing cars. I wrote this down at the end of the movie. Many people stealing cars mm-hmm. because the people left them on. Like, I think... Well, <laughs> Just leave your car on? Yeah, maybe they do it in London where this is set. But Kevin Costner steals a bunch of cars. He just gets in them and leaves and like because the cars are already on or the keys are in there. So I thought it was kind of weird. Yes, he steals the motorcycle. He drives off, gets off the motorcycle and he gets in a cab. The people that are following him see that he's in the cab. And then that's when we get our first look at the villain. And this guy never leaves this room until the very end. I was like, man, they must not have had a much much money other than the special effects because this villain is sitting in this tiny room. Oh, that's right. Like this whole movie, he's sitting in there and he's on his computer He's tracking them. He's following Ryan Reynolds. Um, Ryan Reynolds gets in the cab and he tells the guy, he's like, just drive wherever. Yeah. And and then he tells the guy, he was like, hey, can I use your phone? There's an extra 20 quid in it. And this cab driver made me laugh so hard because he's like, you wants to use my phone, you do. And he's just like, <laughs> what? The stereotypical British man. He's like, use my phone. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> And so he uses the phone and he tells the CIA where he is and they're like, okay, great, we'll go to this cement factory and we will pick you up there. And so he tells the cab driver, he's like, put that in your GPS and go to this location. So he does. The villain has hacked the camera in the cab. Yes. So I thought that that's what is so lazy about this is like if the villain can hack anything, it's a little much. Why can't he just hack whatever he wants? I he can he does in this movie several times. Oh, okay. He, well. Yeah, I mean he's looking at the dude in the camera of the cab. I was just like, so he can he's basically God in well, this yes. movie. Yes. So he hacks the dude's phone and changes the GPS to a different location, and no one notices it at all. So and the, I'm really surprised that 
Ryan Reynolds did not see this coming. Yeah. Like he was dodging everything else and, you know, he's supposed to be special services or whatever. Yeah. Why why couldn't he see this coming? I I don't know. He's definitely not that great and we have to get to the movie, so this has to happen, I suppose. Yeah, I guess it's all part of the movie, all part of the plot. Yes, all part of the plot has to happen this way. One thing we did forget to mention is before he gets in this cab, he actually does call his wife. He calls his wife, and this is the most Ryan Reynoldsy that he gets, is because he calls his wife, and he really he knows he's being tracked, but he's like, "Hey, how's it going?" And she's like, "Good." And he's like, "What are you wearing?" And she's like, "Lingerie." Yeah, that was so weird. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, you always wear lingerie?" And she's like, "Yes, I always wear lingerie when I pick up our daughter from school." And he's like, <laughs> "Well, that must explain the good grades that she's getting." I'm like, "So, are you saying the, the teachers are giving her good grades because the mom is in lingerie?" Or- Maybe. The daughter is doing well because she's seeing her mom in lingerie. <laughs> that's what I mean by like Ryan Reynolds. It's just, I'm, I don't know if that was scripted or not, but that definitely sounds like something he would just riff on. Yes. What are you wearing lingerie? Oh, good grades. Oh, goodness. The bad guy's name is Xavier Hemdall. The names in this movie are so Hemdall? fucking terrible. Well, like you're hemming a doll? Well, this will show my Norse mythology, um, you know, knowledge, but also it was in the Marvel movies. Hemdall, if I remember correctly, is the dude that watches the bridge in Thor in the movies. He's that in he's Idris Elba. He's that big guy with the gold armor and he has that sword and he can move the bridge wherever. Oh, yes. So the names in this movie are so hmm. terrible. His name's Xavier Hemdall. You have Gary Oldman as Quaker Wells. Quaker. <laughs> oh my God, it's so bad. Like this is just Quaker Oats. This is the total. Yeah, Quaker Wells, Quaker Oats. This is just like the total bad script. You can tell just by the names. We'll get to it. But Kevin Costner's name in this movie is Jericho Stewart. That's just the worst. I don't know where these names come from, but I've never met anybody named Quaker or Jericho or Hindal. I did like Jericho though. Like as a name. Yes. No. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. And I'm, I'm sure people, if you're listening, named Jericho, I'm so sorry. But yeah. <laughs> you just don't hear it very often in movies. It's always like John, but it's like Jericho. Like, there's a movie called End of Days with Arnold Schwarzenegger where he fights the devil. And the, his name in that movie is Jericho Kane. Well, the wife's name is Jill. I don't know what the daughter's name is. but So anyway, yes, he gets to the cab. The cab takes him where his GPS says, which is not the cement factory, but an ambush. There's a lady who's like the head bad guy. Her name is Elsa. Um, they arrive and they kill this poor cab driver. I know. I was uh, so sad. Yeah, because he's like, this isn't a cement factory. Turn around. And as they start to turn around, they kill the cab driver. And then Brian Reynolds gets out of the cab, kills a couple people. It's very funny. He runs out of bullets and he just yells, fuck. <laughs> just the way he says it, it, it made me laugh. I'm sure it's not as bad as I'm saying, but he's just like, fuck. <laughs> it just made me laugh. <laughs> So it cuts to Ryan Reynolds and he's sitting there. He's got just like a wife beater shirt on. And I wrote, I was like, wow. I mean, one thing is for sure. Ryan Reynolds sure is cut. And I got to tell you, it looked pretty good. Well, you know, he's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I mean, something for the ladies, but it was working for me. I was a little like, (laughs) (laughs) I was a little confused how he ran out of ammo. Like, why isn't he packed? You know how they, how they're always in the movies that got like, they pull one out of their sock or mm-hmm. they pull one out the back of their pants, out of their ear. I. <laughs> <laughs> it just comes out everywhere. I don't know, but. They it... even have like a little one up their nose that they pull out and they're like. I've seen that before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the, again, the script needs this to happen. Otherwise, we just wouldn't have a movie if Ryan Reynolds was just standing uh, there. No. If it was two hours of Ryan Reynolds standing there pulling guns out of his butthole, I mean, we wouldn't... It would just keep going. I guess I'm always like, why is this happening? Yeah. 
what is going on? He pulled the gun from his sock. He pulled the gun from his arm. He, it's just two hours of that. <laughs> and then, and I would be like, thank you. Thank you Yeah, this, this makes me feel like I'm watching an, an action movie. Yeah. So they have him in like a house. The, him doll, they keep calling him. The bad guy shows up and he was like, where is the Dutchman? We don't know what the Dutchman is right now. But he's like, where is it? And Ryan Reynolds doesn't tell him. So he takes a cattle prod and he sticks mm. Ryan Reynolds in the chest with it first. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he tells him they're in like a slaughterhouse because he was like, I think it's nice for people to see like what happens to the animals that we eat or oh, something gosh. like that. And then he's like, well, okay, well, I, I shocked you. Now, where is the Dutchman? And Ryan Reynolds doesn't tell him. So he puts the cattle prod in his mouth and turns it all the way up. Oh, I thought that was just awful. My teeth hurt. Yeah. Like, it, I just could not even imagine what that would feel like. And then I thought the little special effects were good. Like, they, you could even see, like, the veins and stuff in his cheek when it yeah. was lit up. And the, the effects have been pretty good in this. Yeah, there's practical effects, like cars getting hit and blowing up and stuff. That mm-hmm. actually worked, yeah. Um. So anyway, they the the CIA, <laughs> I will keep saying CIA, CIA tracks him down, and they find him where he is, and um, because they they tracked the phone that he was using, but they find him, he's like dead. They're like, oh no, he's dead, and they try to do to try to resuscitate him, and then I think it cuts to Tommy Lee Jones. He's sitting in his office, and some guy walks in, mm-hmm. and he was like, he's like, are you working on how to transfer memories from mammals to mammal? And I'm like, transferring memories. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Uh. Oh boy. But I was like, maybe. Maybe the government is really working on something like that. And then it's like, I guess the guy asks him, do you know anybody? And then he knows yeah. someone, but you're not going to like it. Yes. Yeah. Because he's like, he was like, well, what, what does it matter? Yes, I've been working on rats and stuff. And he was like, well, the government of the highest level is asking, we need you right now. And he's like, because we're wanting to test transfer memories. And he shows him like brain scans of Ryan Reynolds. Because he was like, oh, we have an agent that was killed and, you know, we're keeping him sedated. I don't know. His brain functions are still there. Some some shit like that. I don't know. It's bad science. I don't know science, but I can it, tell you. I could not follow. I was like, neurons. But yeah, that the neurons later, are though. firing. Yeah. So they're like, well, we've got this guy. We need to. T- he knows super important intelligence and we need to put we need to know what he knows and. We read that you were transferring memories from animals, and can you do that to a person? And then, yes, he was like, yes, I can, I think. And he's like, I'm about five years away from testing humans. And he was like, well, do you have a person you can test it on? And he was like, yes, but you're not going to like him. And that's when it cuts to the the prison, and he's like, I think they're sitting there with the warden, but he's like, yeah, Jericho Stewart. Just again, I would love if everybody rolled their eyes when they said the name. Just Jericho Stewart roll. (laughs) Jericho Stewart. Yeah, he doesn't know right and wrong. That's what they say. He's like, he he does not know what is right and the difference between right and wrong. He's just a cold-blooded killer. Cold-blooded killer, but it's so funny to me because the the guy was like, we can't really put him in solitary or punish him because, you know, he, he kills people. He's like, because how do you punish somebody that doesn't know what they did was wrong? I'm like, well, he's in prison, so you're doing it. Yeah, he's <laughs> you're he knows he's getting punished for something. Yeah, so they have him in a cell, and I don't think, boy, if anybody found out about this, I don't think they would do well, but... They have him in a cell, like, chained by his neck to where he can just walk around. Yes. I, Maybe I that's know. true in real life, too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, So, but he's just walking around his cell. He's he's clapping his hands at the top of the, the ceiling. Yeah, I guess that's how they feed him. Yeah. Again, it's like not really treating him like a human being. Yeah, it's like, oh, here you go, animal. <laughs> 
Yes. So, yeah, they're like, Jericho, you gotta come with us. And he's like, no, I need my food. Because he's like an animal. And they have, I don't, do you think this was real hair and beard, Kevin Costner? I didn't pay that close attention. The beard I wasn't sure about. The hair I had to imagine might have been fake. Because he was balding before and i think kevin costner is a person that has you know had hair plants hair transplant or whatever but mm. i don't know if he could grow his hair his hair is always really kept cro- close cropped and stuff but i was wondering if that was a a, a wig or or the beard maybe but it's possible he looks like a rough man like a caveman mm-hmm. yeah. he sure does yeah he's just a little raggedy so they they're like you're coming with us and he's like no i gotta get my food so they drop the food down the little hole and he eats it it's like in uh, like a kind of a white box or something i don't know what could possibly be in there (laughs) (laughs) box of cookies yeah that's all they feed him is cookies so that's good for lunch so he's like you're gonna come with us now that you got your food and he's like no and so they shoot him with a trank dart and he was like, you're going to need two of those, which I thought was kind of funny. I thought, yeah, I was like, he taunts them and seems to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. he's just like dodging as they're shooting him the second time. But they finally do. Yeah, they, they finally get him and, and he gets out. And so they, they take him and put him. And I think this is when it cuts and he, Tommy Lee Jones is talking to him. They, they put him in the back of a plane and then they're going to fly him to wherever it is they're going to do this memory transplant. So he, yeah, he's, he wakes up and he's like, where am I? And Tommy Lee Jones kind of, you know, asks, he's asking his medical history. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. he asked him like, what happened to you? You had frontal lobe injury as a kid. And Kevin Costner says, you know, my mom told my dad he wasn't my dad and he threw me out a window. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, that was, that's, you know, probably a reason for his behavior a little bit yes so he doesn't know right from wrong because of the frontal lobe uh and then tommy lee jones is like have you had any surgeries before and he's like surgeries what are surgeries are you gonna do when uh kevin costner wakes up he he like kind of fingers this lady's butt he has like he, a, he has his hands are bound but his finger he like kind of pokes yeah, her butt <laughs> pokes at her but he's been in prison oh that's fine then I mean, oh okay yeah it's totally fine because he hasn't been able to touch a woman i'm sure sure, sure. so that's it's okay if he wants to poke somebody's butt completely that's not sexual harassment no. at all and she was totally fine with it no <laughs> the look she gave him yeah she was not happy about that so then we kind of get an idea of this bad guy who he is because i wrote it cuts to like a uh, the cia is watching this video which you figured they would know who he was but they're watching a video where the bad guy xavier hemdall is being interviewed on tv because the guy that's interviewing him is piers morgan yes he is a british newscaster guy mm-hmm. and he's a huge piece of shit he's like super republican just <laughs> all the worst beliefs that you could have he's a bully to people online he's just mm-hmm. so i was like fucking piers morgan god damn it playing himself playing a huge piece of shit now he just interviews the bad guy and the bad guy He's asking him, he was like, well, what do you want? And he was like, governments are corrupt and we don't need governments anymore. Yeah, he was like, the governments have to fall. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, he's like, because you want, you want, Piers Morgan was like, you want anarchy? And I'm like, yeah, you would love that, Piers Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, I, I, I know you don't probably don't know him very well, but he is just, gosh. No. Anytime something happens, he just has the dumbest take and he's just the worst person to people. So mm. anyway, I will stop going off on Piers Morgan. Um, piece of shit. He, <laughs> but the bad guy is like, yes, the governments are too corrupt. We need to get rid of them. And yes. And then is this where we find out kind of who, what Ryan Reynolds was doing? Like what, what he was doing there? Yeah. It cuts to him and his skull is cut open and there's all kinds of 
stuff in his brain. Yes. Yeah, they, they land the plane, and then they bring Kevin Costner into this... They do this surgery in a shitty-ass warehouse. Yeah, but Where it's got a plane? nice little... It's I like guess. a cube that they have, like, sectioned off, so it's you know, sanitary. I guess so, and I did read in the trivia that this clean room, as they call it, was actually built by a company that does clean rooms. Oh. So I was like, okay, but it's so funny. They're in this shitty-ass warehouse. And they were like, well, we tried to transplant his memories, but he died of infection immediately because we're doing this in a really <laughs> shitty warehouse. <laughs> you know, when we were operating on him and that rat ran across his chest, that's not supposed to happen. Whoops. So basically what they're doing is they're trying to find out is that there was a guy who worked with Xavier Hemdahl who had, <laughs> this is the dumbest fucking thing too. He had found a wormhole into the dark web, which oh, I, I don't know too much. Did they much. explain that though? Well, I think I don't. I don't think you're supposed to. Again, this is a movie I think made for dads and older people, where they were like, "Oh, dark web." I've heard that's bad. So the dark web, that from what I know about it, and God, I don't know too much, but from what I understand, is just stuff where like illegal things happen. Like yeah. you can you can find like hitmen that are always cops. They always turn out to be cops. Pro tip: if you're trying to hire a hitman and you're on the dark web, it's always going to be a cop. Mm-hmm. Um, so go for it. So, if you're trying to hire a hitman, you should so you should deserve it. You should just not. Either, um, either way. And but, I've heard that people can buy drugs and stuff. He found a wormhole into the dark web, and he can control Oh, was it the military. nerdy guy? Yeah, that, that, they call him the oh, Dutchman. Okay, see, I kind of blacked out when he was talking because he started <laughs> saying words I didn't know. So I'm just like, whatever. Scott will know what he's saying. <laughs> a squirrel ran by you, and you were like, oh, hey, what's that? You were like, well, look at that. Um, yes, basically what they said is that Xavier Samuel, he has a guy that worked for him, and they call him the Dutchman, um, and he had found a wormhole in the dark web, which makes no sense, but basically he has the ability to control other governments like nuclear warheads. Mm, mm-hmm. And I guess he freaked out when he realized what Xavier Samuel was going to do, so he contacted the U.S. asking if they would take him in and give him asylum. And he asked for money, he asked for a passport, you know, $10 million. So that's what Ryan Reynolds did. He reached out to Ryan Reynolds for some reason. So Ryan Reynolds stashed him, he picked up all the money and stuff, and then he realized he was being followed, so then he hid the money, got murdered, and now the CIA has no idea where he is. And that's what they're trying to find out. They're like, we need to find out where the Dutchman is because mm-hmm. he can. he has this dark web. So don't want it falling into the wrong hands. Yes. Yeah. Cause the U S would need something like that. Thank God. It just makes me laugh. I'm like, yeah, the U S really deserves something like that in the right hands. But, um, yes. So I read also in the IMDB, that's where the trivia we've been getting is coming from. But I read in the IMDB that in during the surgery, they've got Kevin Costner on the table and then they've got like Ryan Reynolds with his head chopped in half mm-hmm. and, and his brain is out. Yeah. I read that that was not really Ryan Reynolds, but a dummy that they made. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a pretty good dummy. Yeah, part of me was like, wow, that something's off. I was like, it kind of looks like him, but I don't know if they just didn't make up. I kind of thought your brain stuck out a little more because they had it cut like in half, his skull cut in half, but his brain was just itty bitty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, eh, the it... brain is probably a little bigger than that. Maybe so, yeah. You would know more about that than I do. But yeah, they're they're just like, we're keeping him alive. We're firing the neurons so we can transfer that over to Kevin Costner. And then they cut Kevin Costner in the back of his skull open and 
plug in a USB port and they do the download. They do the Apple update into his head. <laughs> so after the surgery, Kevin Costner is in his bed. They have him like handcuffed or whatnot. And Gary Oldman makes everybody leave except for him and Tommy Lee Jones. And he starts asking him about like where this guy is. Like who was the, the Dutchman? Where did you put him before you die? Did the memory transplant work? Yeah, he was going crazy. Gary Oldman is just in this movie to scream, and I mean, good, he's a good screamer. I mean, he's made his career on being bad guys. He's an amazing actor, but yeah, he's just screaming in this entire movie. Yeah, and he's withholding vital medicine to get him out of pain, just to get him to talk. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what the line is, but I wrote down where Gary Oldman just yells, You'll pull nothing! I don't know what he said, but oh. it made me laugh how he said it. I wonder if he was like, we'll pull up medicine or something. I can't remember, but... <laughs> I just remember Gary Oldman being like, you will pull nothing. <laughs> Which I love Pull him. the plug? What? Oh, yeah. That's it. That's exactly it. Oh, okay. It was like. I was just guessing. I don't yes, know. Yes. You, you're absolutely correct because wow. we'll get there. But anyway, he's. <laughs> good job. Um, but I'm yeah. I'm impressed. But yeah, he's he's in the he's in the thing and they're like, he can't, he's not really coming up with anything. Like They're asking him all these questions about like, where do you remember your Bill Pope? Do you remember where you stashed this guy? And Kevin Costner, in his mind, is showing that he is flashing back to the dude. Like, he's, he took the dude and where he put him, and he's flashing back, but he's not saying that he doesn't remember. He just Kevin Costner just keeps saying, like, Doc, Doc, I need, I need something for my head. I need something <laughs> for my head, Doc. He's like, I'm not telling you shit. Yeah, I need my pill. I need a pill. He's like a drug addict asking for drugs. I need, I need my pill. Tommy Lee Jones has it, and then Gary Oldman takes it. And he was like, you tell me what we need to know, and I will give you this pill. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't know. I don't know anything that you're talking about. So I think Gary Oldman, if I remember, just throws the pill at him. Yeah, throws it on the bed. Yeah, and then Kevin Costner has to have his arms in, bound, and he has to like reach down and get this pill with his tongue. Yeah. <laughs> he dry swallows it, which is, I couldn't do that. Oh, well, I think if you're in that much pain, you'll muster up enough spit just to get that, <laughs> that I guess. Down. But boy, dry swallowing pills, I cannot. I can't do it. Mm. He takes the pill, and Gary Oldman's pissed off, and Tommy Lee Jones is like, well, ask about his family. Maybe that'll bring back some memories. And that's when Gary Oldman talks about his wife, who is played by Wonder Woman. Her name's Gal Gadot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his daughter, I don't know who what her name was. I've never seen her before, Emma. the little girl. Emma. Um, he's talking about her. He's like, oh, you remember your wife? You remember your kid? And I think it's showing um, Kevin Costner, like, flashing to them. Mm-hmm. seeing them and he's like nope nope i don't and this might be the point there's one point here where they say we're gonna pull the plug someone was like he doesn't remember there's some point where kevin costner is not giving them the information that they need so they were like fine get rid of, get rid of him and pull the plug gary oldman i think they need him for a second they were like one of the people in the in the operation with them, they're like, Kevin Costner's not remembering anything. We should just get rid of him and pull the plug. And that's where Gary Goldman goes, you will pull nothing. <laughs> we just spent $2 billion doing this surgery. He is just needing this information. Yeah. And I thought it was so funny. They were like, they're so quick to get rid of him. They were like, we did this surgery. You know, maybe you got to tap his head a little bit like a light bulb. Like it's going out. You got to wait for the light to come on. Like tap, tap, wait for that. <laughs> his memories to spread. They're like... He just woke up. He doesn't remember anything. Kill him. Yeah, let's give him a minute. Jeez. <laughs> well, I come out of surgery. I don't remember most things. I'm like, where am I? Yeah. But they they had given him, before he arrived for the surgery, they give Kevin Costner this god-awful haircut. 
Like it's got points on the side. They like shave it. It's got like cuts in the side. I think its hair is so bad looking. Yeah, it's not not the best. No, I guess it's surgery. They needed to cut it because they're going into the back of his head. But so yeah, he they, he can't tell him anything. And this is where the blonde lady, the analysis, her name is Alice Eve. I think she's either sitting there for the surgery or after the surgery. But she is just devastated that Ryan Reynolds yes. is dead. And that's where I'm like, was there a scene cut out where like they were together or? I kind of felt that she was just like, man, this is wrong to transfer his memories into somebody else. Yeah. I just, I think she just, I felt like it was just wrong. Like she didn't want to do it. Yeah. She probably didn't. But I, yeah, I got the weird feeling. I was like, were they in a relationship? But that would make Ryan Reynolds kind of an asshole because they make how much his family meant to him. But she's acting very odd about it. She's like crying and she asks um, Gary Oldman, like, what do we tell his family? And he's like, as far as they know, he's dead. Mm -hmm. He died eight days ago. So they were like, okay, well, he does, this surgery didn't work. We gave him five minutes to think. He didn't think of anything. So we're getting him out. We're going to take him. And they take Kevin Costner and they're going to, they're putting him in the back of a car. And Tommy Lee Jones is like, take this pill. He's like, it'll help the blood vessels expand or whatever, help blood flow in the brain. And Kevin Costner, basically he's like a little puppy or he's like a dog, like old yeller where he's like, (laughs) they're, they're letting me go, right? They're letting me go, and he's like, sure, old yeller. They're going to take you out back and let you go. (laughs) Poor, poor guy. Yeah, he's like, Doc, they're going to let me go, right? And he's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to take you behind this shed real quick and let you go. So they put him in the back of the car, and this dumb CIA agent is, like, prepping the needle that he's going to stab Kevin Costner with, like, right in front of him. Mm -hmm. He's got it, and he's, like, tapping it and getting it all ready. Do you think it was to kill him or just to tranquilize them i they don't really say i guess it could be either or but i just took the took it as they were gonna kill him i don't oh, know goodness i i don't know exactly but that's what i got because yeah he's just holding this needle and he's like putting the poison in he's tapping it he's looking at the dosage he's asking kevin costner he's like how much do you weigh no, he doesn't. <laughs> well, like, i guess oh. it makes sense as to why kevin costner started chewing on the car yes he chews on the side of the door and rips it part of the panel off and he makes it into a hook and i'm like oh okay he's gonna get his handcuffs or get out of his cuffs okay well being 2016 if it's a newer car everything's plastic so here i am putting reality in this movie that's not real yeah you're like this isn't realistic in this memory transfer movie (laughs) that doesn't that doesn't check out what you can't bend it it's plastic (laughs) But he does. So, yes, he bends it, and they have him in, like, those zip ties, the plastic zip tie cuffs. And I'm like, oh. No, that's kind of uh, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what cops would use these days. It's been a while since I've been arrested. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, yeah. So, anyway, he makes he takes the plastic off the side of the door, and he makes it into, like, a little hook. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what could this possibly be? And he slides the hook in through, like, the he's got the grate yeah. between him and the two cops in front. Mm-hmm. And he puts that thing in and he kind of positions it right in next to the neck of the guy driving yes and he hooks this dude right in the fucking Ooh. neck and the blood is just going everywhere yeah and the the agent that had the needle on the other side is like trying to drive while that guy's like dying and, yeah and they end up crashing they they hit another car i think yeah yeah because they were swerving all over the place but i thought you know usually when there's something that gory they don't really focus on it for that long mm-hmm. but i was like whoa okay he's still struggling he's still all like and like the guy with the hook in his neck and i'm just i was ready for that scene to be over 
yeah, they they focused on it quite a bit. It was definitely horrifying because just a tiny little piece of plastic gets ripped into this dude's neck and yeah. he's bleeding everywhere. He's just squirting all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So the car crashes and the other agent that was trying to drive the car gets thrown out. Yeah, yeah he, goes he just... Flying. <laughs> what you... I don't know. I kind of felt like it was a dummy because it was just like... Yeah. So straight, if that makes sense. Like his arms yes. were back and and he was just propelled forward where I think normally if you're going to crash, you're going to crash with your hands kind of forward, which I have hit the windshield in a in a yeah. car accident. So mm-hmm. you I know. don't remember. I don't remember any of it. Thank goodness. Your face goes first. <laughs> yeah. And is that, that why, that is why when we watched the movie, you yelled out, you were like, that's not how that happens. <laughs> that's not how it I mean, your, your face and your arms are still in front of you, not back behind you like you're doing a superman yeah i think it was a dummy i'm pretty sure my mo's a dummy so then kevin costner kicks the door out and he gets out of the car the other car that they hit the guy gets out and he was like oh are you? well first off he goes to the side of the mirror and he knocks the mirror off and he saws his oh yeah his mm-hmm. plastic zip ties out and i'm okay. like is there something sharp in there that would have done that i wouldn't have thought to hit the side mirror and then saw my don't plastic. try to make sense out of this, okay? No, and the, it's a memory transfer movie. <laughs> so he's free. The guy in the car that they hit is like, whoa, dude, are you okay? And he hits the dude, yes. drags this dude. In. Poor guy. First off, he finds that there's a cigarette on the floor in the in the car, the yeah. other car, and he picks it up and starts smoking it. Um, the guy, he knocks the guy out and puts him in the back seat. He zip ties the remainder of the zip ties to his hands, throws him in the back. Sees that the cop car is leaking gas, and he throws the cigarette and just blows them all up. Which would never work. Yeah, well, even if I've gas read. was, like, on the ground like that, you think? I don't know. I read it wouldn't work. I've seen things we where people... We should try it. I've seen, you know, where people... Don't try it. Don't <laughs> I try just realized it. what you said. Yeah, don't try that. I've seen things <laughs> where people, you know, of course, say that, like, if you shoot a gas tank, it won't work. But I wonder if, like... Maybe if that's what I read. If there's gas on the ground and you threw a lit cigarette at it, mm-hmm. you don't think it would... I don't know if it would blow the car up, but I think there'd mm-hmm. be fire. I don't know. Go to our Instagram page, the Film Obsessed Couple, and let us know. Can that really happen? Yes. Don't test it, just if you only know it. Yeah, don't test it. Oh, yeah. So he throws the cigarette and it burns it. And I just wrote in my notes, I was like, this guy's... I don't know. Did you think that he was going to be a good guy at this point? No. I think, okay. And I think it also is good to show that he is a cold-blooded killer. Yes, I guess so. Because when I watched this the second time, I knew that he was going to be a good guy because I'd seen it. And that's when I was like, oh my god, he just killed that innocent man. What a hero. Oh. But but I guess if you didn't know, you wouldn't know what was going to happen. Right. Okay, that makes a little sense. But yeah, he just murders that dude. Oh, I um, felt so bad for that guy. He escapes, and I think it, it, this may have happened earlier, but we do get a scene with the Dutchman... Where it just shows him sitting in the safe house and he's not, he doesn't know what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. So he does go outside and he sees a lady using a phone in their business and he, he, she hangs the phone up and walks away. He gets on the phone and somehow knows Ryan Reynolds' personal home phone number. Yeah, just, he knows it. Why would Ryan Reynolds give that out to this dude? Like, no wonder he's dead. Like, he's giving well, his phone number out to everybody. I think, and this happens much later on when they finally meet up with the Dutchman. Mm-hmm. They, there's a picture of Ryan Reynolds and his family. He's in the safe house. The safe house is, yeah, okay, that makes sense. When I saw that, I was like, why would you give that dude your home phone so number? So I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they were really good friends. I 
I have no idea. I have no idea either. But yeah, he calls Ryan Reynolds' home and he talks to Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot. And uh, this poor lady, I, she was fine in the first Wonder Woman. I didn't think she did that great in the second one, but she was like... She's wonderful and I love her. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but she answers the phone and he was like, is Bill Pope there? And she's like, my husband is dead. Uh, she does not. She does not. I heard it that, that way. I swear. Yeah, I she said it that way. I don't know. No. But yeah, she says my husband's dead, and the Dutchman hangs up, and he's, you know, he's thinking to himself like, "Fuck, what am I gonna do?" Like the guy that was gonna get me, mm-hmm. you know, into the U.S. is dead. Yeah, I just saw like his face go white because he's yeah. just like, "Oh my gosh." Yeah, and then this cuts back to uh, Kevin Costner. He goes into a place called uh, a restaurant called chicken run that's the name of the restaurant because it's on the sign when he walks out you would notice that i didn't notice that no well he goes in there and they have him acting like he again like he is a caveman yeah he just goes up to the counter and he's like hungry he's like food (laughs) me hungry i need food he points to the the um menu and he's like that i want that and he puts like a (laughs) straw in his mouth i don't know why he picks it up and puts it in his mouth and he's like walking around he's like that i want that and they put the food up for a guy before Kevin Costner, and he eat, he just starts eating it. Yeah, he just helps himself. Yeah, and I don't think he messes up with any messes with anybody in here, knocks anybody out. But he goes outside, no. and that's where this guy's eating the van, eating outside of a van. I couldn't really understand what the guy was saying. He had a really thick kind of London mm-hmm. accent. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure what those guys were. They were they, just they there. were repairmen. They oh, were okay. eating because one of the guys had food. I think they were eating, but I couldn't understand what he was saying to Kevin Costner very well. But Kevin Costner's like, going to steal your van. He messes these guys up pretty good. Yeah, because they were like, no. I think if they were like, okay, take my van, he wouldn't have messed him up. But they were like, no, you're not going to take my freaking van. Yeah. And he's all like, oh, yes, I am. And then he like smashes him in the door and kicks him in the face. And He throws like a, um, he grabs a cooler that one of the guys had and he throws it and hits this guy in the face. One of the other workers, I thought it was so funny. He like hits this dude in the face with the cooler, and this other guy just goes, "Martin." <laughs> it was just weird. He's like, "Martin, no, no, not my um, friend." One of the other workers, when he's beating these guys up, calls Kevin Costner a cunt. Mm. He's like, "You cunt!" And uh, anyway, Kevin. <laughs> I missed that, but I, I'm glad they threw that in. I was like, "Whoa, well, well, you know, there in London, that's not a big word." I know. Yeah. So he was just calling him like an asshole. That's why I'm like really glad. Yeah. Here in America, that would have been un- unacceptable. That would have been like, you know, the world is crashing down. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he's like here, he was basically saying, hey, hey, hey fella, don't take my van. Right. <laughs> when he was like, hey, you cunt, he was like, hey, don't do that. <laughs> exactly. That's the American version. <laughs> so he takes the van. <laughs> he takes the van and he turns the radio on and it's playing like techno music. And then Kevin Costner just starts dancing and pumping to this music. Yeah. He's having a good old time. Yeah. He liked the techno techno music, which I wonder if Kevin Costner in real life would have, if wonder in the movie. It doesn't look like he would like techno. He's talking to the director. He's like, I'm going to have to dance to what? He looks more like country music. Yeah. He, well, he has a country music band in real life. I didn't know that. Yeah. He plays guitar. I don't know if he sings. He might, I think he sings, but it'd be funny if he was just like, um, is this song about America? Then, uh, I'm not dancing to it. (laughs) They had to put that in after the movie was over. He's like dancing. It's like, proud to be an American. And then they put it in. It's like, he's at the premiere and he's like, God damn it. They put in the fucking techno music. I knew it. (laughs) 
he seems like a good guy. I, you know, he's he hasn't come off. I read, I was reading about him not too long ago for some weird reason, but he said he used to be a Republican and then he changed. Now he's more Democrat. I'm like, well, if well. you can, if you can change, you know, see different opinions and and change your views, then he seems like a reasonable dude. Yeah, that's nice that he can, you know, be reasonable like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, same way if a Democrat you know, had problems with what they believed in and changed it. You know, if you can at least see that there's other opinions, he seemed pretty reasonable to yeah. me. So he's driving and he's pumping his head and stuff to the music and he starts getting more flashbacks about his wife and their house, the house that they lived in in London. Because, I, yeah, I didn't remember in the movie the first time I watched it that they lived in London, but I guess they do. I thought his wife at the beginning of it was like in America while he was yeah, in London. Yeah, I did too. But yeah, they must have a house because I guess they live there because he works for the CINA in London. Right. Yeah. And so, at this point, I thought, oh, he remembers he's Ryan. Yes. And yeah. I'm like, okay, he's Ryan Reynolds now, and he's going home, and he doesn't realize he's Ryan Reynolds, and his wife is going to freak the fuck out. Well, you were pretty right. That's what I <laughs> thought was going to happen, and I guess it was kind of. She did freak out. <laughs> so, yeah, he drives the van to his house where Ryan Reynolds lives with his wife, and he knows everything he, there's a camera automated camera that's like following him which do they make those do they really make those in life because mm, i think so i mean you, yeah. you would think they would have motion detector detecting cameras i guess because he throws a pair of boots and this camera is like over to yeah. the other side i was where like the boots well that's are. smart yeah thanks for teaching me how to break into somebody's house <laughs> well you got to know the code because he knows the code to get in well you know and he gets in and he goes up to the bedroom which we found out later that this was the first day in the movie on the shooting of this movie that kevin costner and gal gadot met each other oh yes you you looked that fact up yeah they met each other on this day and then they were like all right well let's get you tied up so yeah. <laughs> that's what he does he ties her up they keep focusing with, on her with legs. Duct tape. Oh. Yeah, they keep focusing on her legs and yeah. yeah. Did you notice in this scene? So every time he flashes back as Ryan Reynolds, it's showing as if he is looking out Ryan Reynolds' eyes. Yes. But when he's flashing back here, he's it's like he's watching Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot make out in bed. Oh. You can see Ryan Reynolds' face, and you can see them kissing. So it's mm -hmm. like he's like above them, hovering. That's the only time it happens because I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Every time he's flashed back, he's like looking out Ryan Reynolds' eyes as if he's doing these things. Oh, somebody messed up. Messed it up, yeah. He's just looking at it like he is uh, a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> but he's having flashbacks, yeah. He's tied her up, and he looks at her legs. The camera really focuses on these legs. Mm -hmm. he, well, I mean, she's got nice legs. I guess, but it's just always – it always – First, I hate it when movies do that, where they were like, look at this sexy lady. Yeah. <laughs> it's just unnecessary. Um, yeah, so he's having flashbacks of Ryan Reynolds and then making out, and he remembers about their daughter, so he runs upstairs, and this turns into a different movie for a second. Cal Gadot, she's got her duct tape on her mouth, but she's like, no, oh God, no, no, yeah. and he goes upstairs, and I'm like, oh my God, like the thoughts that are going through her mind. Yes, yeah, she's all like trying to get out of that duct tape. So he goes upstairs and he looks at his daughter and he's remembering things. So he goes back downstairs to Gal Gadot and he starts taking shit. Like, he starts taking... He's asking her where the money is because he keeps having flashbacks of the money that Ryan Reynolds had in the duffel bag that he was going to give to the Dutchman. Mm -hmm. So he's like, where's the money, Jill? Where's the money? And he's taking shit and putting it in like a book or a bed sheet, a bed case, pillowcase. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know. He's taking shit. Uh, he goes downstairs. He's stealing stuff. And Gunkadote, there is like an alarm trigger by their bedside. Yes. <laughs> and she this like. This was kind of neat. 
she flips herself like over and triggers it with her toe. Her toe. She can't even see it because it's on the other side of like a wall. So she's basically just kind of touching her toe to this door and it just automatically, she gets it. She triggers it. She had to practice that. Like, yeah. Ryan Reynolds tied her up. (laughs) Yeah. Practiced it. (laughs) Like if you're ever tied up, let's pretend. What do you do? You triggered the alarm with your big toe. Yeah. Trigger with the the big toe because it can reach it. It'll be able to reach it for Mm -hmm, sure. So. mm Um, the CIA, they're like, oh, there's an alarm going off at Bill Pope's wife's house. We've got to find out. So they call and Kevin Costner answers and he's like, Jerry, I think Emma triggered the alarm again. Mm -hmm. He's like, it's fine. Our code word is alpha seven, five, seven, eight. And he's like, that's cool. See you guys later. And they were like, that sounded like Jericho or Jericho (laughs) Stewart. This is different. Um, so he goes back upstairs and he's taking all this shit and he grabs her like her pin code, her card, her debit card or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you laugh so hard at this, but he was like, you changed it. He's like, you changed the pin number. It used to be six, nine, six, nine. He asked if it still was six, nine, six, nine. If it was nine. still, he's like, did you change it to four, twenty, six, nine? Just like, that's one hell of a pin code. <laughs> Yeah, there was that that's something like a little kid would have done. <laughs> he eventually just leaves cuz he feels bad, you know, the memories are getting to him, so he leaves and Gal Gadot and the daughter are okay. Gal Gadot goes up into the daughter's room and she locks the door and then she sees the truck that he stole leave cuz Kevin Costner left. Um and then it cuts back to the Dutchman trying to get anybody to help him. He sends out like a message and he was like I have this wormhole into the dark web. And he's like, I want asylum for anybody, you know, that can do it. Mm-hmm. He, I think he's sending, he's sending it to the Russians or he's even trying to get anybody to take it from, for him, but take the deal so he can be safe. Right. And I was thinking to myself, right as he said this, I was like, 2016, like Edward Snowden, you know, I don't know if you remember him, but Edward Snowden, like, revealed that the government was monitoring us and all this oh. crazy shit. And he fled to Russia. So he's talking in the movie. He was like, I'm fleeing. I would like Russia. I would like $10 million. Um, I would, you know, an asylum in -hmm. Russia. And I was like, man, this sounds like Edward Snowden. And then he says, I want a better deal than Snowden got. I was like, okay, well, they're actually, they're really doing it. I was like, okay, well, they're really going for it. Um, So then, so then it cuts to Gary Oldman and the guy that called Kevin Costner at their house, the security guy is like, he knew, like, mm-hmm. that was Jericho Stewart, and he knew the code, he recognized who I was, he called me by my name, like, he's remembering. They're like, oh, he's turning into Bill. <laughs> well, Gary Oldman goes, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fucked up. It's like, they tell you that this, this surgery worked, and he's just like, well, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's kind of appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's fucking weird. <laughs> So then Kevin Costner takes all the stuff that he stole and he's trying to sell it in a pawn shop. Um, but the guy takes like a little brush and he remembers yeah. that that was his daughter's brush or Ryan Reynolds's brush. And he's like, no, I'm keeping this. But he tells the guy, he was like, hurry up. I need money because I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, again, he's, he's always like, hungry. Yeah, caveman again. But so he gets money. He puts on, he, he's got this sunglasses and like a little beanie cap on. He mm-hmm. looks like a hipster old man trying to pretend to be a young man. <laughs> It's like smoking cigarettes outside, like, yeah, I'm cool. Like, yeah, you're 60 years old, which I don't know how old he is. So he goes into a cafe, um, and he starts speaking French. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's asking, he's talking to this lady, and she's like, oh, how can I help you? And then he says what he wants in French, and then he's just like, what did I just say? Yeah, but, but he's rude, and he just walks right in front of the yeah. guy, does what he wants. Yeah, he's like, what did I just say? And she's like, oh, you asked for, like, fruit or whatever the hell. And he's like, I'm speaking Spanish, motherfucker. <laughs> and then this French guy behind him is like, you're speaking French, motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> and he's like, what did you just say to me? And he punches this dude in the face. And this guy on the ground is so funny. He was like, what kind of an animal hits a man in the face? <laughs> Jericho. <laughs> Jericho Stewart. So Kevin Costner walks out, and that's when he has a memory. He sees, like, books on the side of the road. And that's when he has a flashback of Ryan Reynolds stashing the black bag with all the money and the passports and stuff in behind the books of George Orwell, writer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he's like, oh, okay. Well, he goes to the first library he thinks overseas, which is because he, he gets in a cab and he tells the guy to take him to the library. So he goes into this library, and there's a long line, and there's a lady helping these people, and he's like, like hey, hey, excuse me, do you know where I can find Georgie? And she called him Georgie, Georgie Orwell. <laughs> and she was like, well, sir, there's a line here. And he's like, no, 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 Sugar Puss, tell me where it's at. He's <laughs> like, Sugar Puss? Sugar Puss? He's like, tell me where it's at, Sugar Puss. <laughs> and she's like, fourth floor, blah, blah, blah. He's like, okay. So he goes up to the floor, and I wrote, I would love to go to this library. It would, there's a ton of books there. Oh, it looked amazing. I would just love to go there and walk around. I'd be like, I'd walk in and be like, I'm bored. <laughs> That's like me when we go to a casino with you. You're like, casino. And I'm like, I'm bored. <laughs> I'm like, there's no pictures. Give me a picture book. Pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes up and he finds the George Orwell section in this library, but it's not the same library that he saw in his memory. So he's like, what the fuck? I don't know where I'm at. And he logs into Ryan Reynolds's account with the CINA. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was so funny to me because... They can see that he's logged in, but he has locked them out. The people who are in this system, he has completely locked them out, mm -hmm. the CIA, out of the system from doing anything. Yeah, they were like, well, weird. Yeah, he's like, he's in, but he's locked us out from seeing anything. Um, so they find out that he um, he was at the library, so they go to the library to see what he, They have to go to that library to find out what he was looking at. They can't just see it from where they're at. I know. <laughs> they have to go to the library itself, and they're like, well, what was he looking at? And they're like, oh, he was looking up the doctor's information, Tommy Lee Jones. Mm -hmm. Which, one of the trivia things, which I don't even know if they meant to do this, but they were like, his name in the movie, Tommy Lee Jones, is Dr. Franks. This is a nod to Dr. Frankenstein, who also makes a monster. Oh. I don't know if that's what they were doing, but God, that sounded that was kind of uh, dumb to me. Yeah, I mean, it 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 fits. It fits, but gosh, I don't know if somebody was reaching or not. But they were like, his name's Doctor Frank's, like Doctor Frankenstein. Kevin Costner is driving. He's trying to find Tommy Lee Jones. He just runs into him down the road. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones is talking to Gary Oldman on the phone first and foremost, and they're like, they're coming to you. That he's going to, or Jericho is coming to you, he's going to find you. Um, and that's when Jericho finds him just walking down the road and drives into him pretty much. He like mm -hmm. stops like with an inch. He pulls the car that he stole like into Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. And he's asking him like, what's going on? He's saying he, he's, he's hurting. And, and so Tommy Lee Jones takes him to a pharmacy to get him more pills. Um, again, he's acting like a real asshole that I don't think anybody would have given him anything. Because yeah, he's like, I need pills. I need these pills. <laughs> And, like, well, let's go to a pharmacy. But they go to the pharmacy, and he's talking to the lady, and he's like, I need my fucking pills. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he's like, I'm sorry, I've never been sorry. <laughs> and that's when Tommy Lee Jones is like, well, it's working. And he's like, it's working. You're getting his memories, and you're actually feeling things now. You're feeling good, and you're feeling bad. And Yep, and then 
you know who is hacking the camera. That's what I wrote down. Like, he can do anything. Because, yes, Himdall, the villain, is looking for him now. They've hacked the phone. When Tommy Lee Jones was talking to Gary Oldman, he hacked his phone. And that's how he found out that now they put the memories of Ryan Reynolds into Kevin Costner. Yeah, because they're just talking out and open about yeah. it. You know, yeah. everybody can hear. And this is craziness. what I thought was funny is when Tommy Lee Jones is on the phone, I'm making this the sign for a phone right now. I don't know yeah. why I'm doing that, putting my <laughs> hand up to my face. Um, when Tommy Lee Jones is on the phone with Gary Oldman, some dude walks into the office with Gary Oldman and goes, the Dutchman just put a video online where he's asking for amnesty from the Russians. And Tommy Lee Jones can hear that. And I'm like, you don't want to like say this in private. Like, yeah. are they going to have to kill Tommy Lee Jones now that he heard that? They're like, oh, fuck, we just said secrets in front of Tommy Lee Jones. But they immediately, Gary Oldman just goes, do you hear that? Do you hear what's going on? We need to know where he is. So, yes. And and Tommy Lee Jones is like, oh, you're starting to feel things. And the Dutchman, yes, is hacking the camera now in that pharmacy. And he finds them. And he's watching them from the fucking camera in the pharmacy. Well, it's not the Dutchman. It's the bad guy. The Dutchman. Yes, Himdall. Excuse me. Yeah, Himdall. Um, is watching them on the camera in the pharmacy. And Tommy Lee Jones tells them basically everything that's going on. You know, they put the memories in you. And Himdall is watching this. And... Tommy Lee Jones is like, well, it's not going to last forever. You know, within 24 to 48 hours, these memories are going to fade and you'll be back to who you were. Mm -hmm. So I think this is where Kevin Costner, when he exits the pharmacy, Gary Oldman and the CINA grab him. Mm -hmm. They grab him and they take him back. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> this is funny because he they come out and the CINA grabs him and they were like, oh, do you remember? And he's like, yeah, I remember you owe me 20 quid for a football game. Yes. <laughs> and... He was like, oh, wow. And he's like, I also remember Johnson's bad ankle. And he kicks this Ugh. guy in the ankle and the guy goes down. and Like crushes it. Yeah, it's Ugh. bad. It's good sound work where you really hear it. Yes. One of the agents just smacks him in the back of the head with a gun. And I remember, I remember thinking like, well, that's not really what you would want to do no. after you're hitting a guy who just had brain surgery. No. When Tommy Lee Jones says it later, he calls he Gary Oldman and he's like, gotta be careful and stop fucking hitting him in the head. Stop hitting him in the fucking head. But, yeah, they take Kevin Costner back, and Gary Oldman is um, interrogating him. And he's like, you got to tell us where the Dutchman is, where Bill Pope left him. And Tommy Lee Jones is like, he is motivated by need. Like, he wants that money. He keeps seeing it in his head, so that's what he keeps wanting. And, mm -hmm. and he's like, offer him the money, and he'll help you. So Gary Oldman's like, hey, if you help us find the Dutchman, that $10 million that was in the Dutch in this bag or whatever, he's like, you can have it. And there's a picture of a woman on a beach behind him for some reason on, like, a whiteboard. Oh, really? I don't know why. That You remember Gary Oldman in that room? There's, like, a... I thought it was a TV... Oh, and they were showing know. him all the memories, trying to get his brain triggered. Yes. Okay, that makes more sense. I thought it was mm -hmm. just a board with a woman at a beach, because Kevin Costner yeah. <laughs> sees it, and he's like, I want to go there. It's uh, Ryan Reynolds' wife in the movie. It makes sense. That makes sense, yes. He's like, I want to go there. And he's like, sure, sure. And then Kevin Costner like grabs Gary Oldman, and he starts choking him out and he was i don't remember exactly what triggers it but he starts choking mm. him and he's like oh i want the money and he's like i want to go to this beach and you'll let me go and all that and gary Oldman's like sure man cool sounds good to me you're yeah. choking me to death <laughs> yeah whatever you say so he takes him they, they're all in cars and and kevin costner is taking him to where the, he thinks the dutchman is so they're all in cars they're gonna go to where the dutchman is and this is where himdall the villain pulls up some random poor bastard at an airport and makes the computer think that yeah. he is the dutchman oh poor guy yeah some some weird some strange man is going through security mm -hmm. and he triggers like a red alert so security is like oh this guy is the dutchman that everybody's looking for so yeah. gary Goldman gets that notice and he's like 
We don't even need Jericho anymore. We got the Dutchman at the airport, baby. Yeah, so there they go. Yeah, so Gary Oldman leaves, and, and Jericho and, and Alice Eve, the, the blonde analyst, are in a car, and they're driving, and they come to, like, one of those bridges. Where, I don't know. Is it the bridge? Like, does it go up, or no, does it go to the side? It's, it, like, spins around. Yeah, okay, yeah, it spins to the side. <laughs> Makes sense. It doesn't go up. It just rotates. It does. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't go up. It goes to the sides and stuff. Um, Again, since Himdall can hack anything he hacks the bridge the controls it shows the guy who's like the operator of the bridge and he's just like what the f- what yeah these buttons are working themselves and i'm like okay um yeah so the bridge starts to move and that's when elsa like the head of Himdall's villain people bad mm-hmm. guys or whatever uh starts shooting she kills a bunch of the cia guys yeah. kills alice eve and i was Aww, like oh i was so sad yeah i was like she's been in a lot i can't believe that she's just in the background she says a couple of words and then she gets killed later yeah she seems so nice yeah I hate it when nice people die. We gotta watch the second Star Trek movie because for no reason at all she gets in her underwear in that movie. It's so stupid. They have to go into like a different ship or something and they have to change. And she's like, turn around. And the main character, Kirk, Captain Kirk, turns around. But then he turns back around and she's like, camera focuses on her and her underwear for no reason. It... (laughs) Again, it just makes no sense, and I know a lot of people had problems with that, but yeah, she gets killed, and then Kevin Costner gets in a car and drives off into the water to escape the bad guys, and that's where another trivia fact we we saw on the IMDb where it said that, like, I guess the director couldn't film this underwater scene, mm-hmm. so Kevin Costner filmed it. Yeah. I don't exactly know how. He's like, I guess he just told those guys what to do underwater, but yeah, in, in underwater, he escapes from the vehicle and gets out. Yeah, which I thought was crazy. And he ends up like gashing his leg open on a yeah. on a piece of glass. Cuts his leg open and he swims off. And then there's a really funny scene where Gary Oldman is so pissed off that because they go to the airport and they find that that is not the real Dutchman. They find mm-hmm. that guy that, that triggered the alarm and Gary Oldman's all pissed and he's talking to his second in command or whatever, but he's like, Hemdall has gotten into our systems. He made us think that this was the real Dutchman. He, Gary Oldman's doing a weird kind of New York, Chicago accent there every yeah. now and again. Cause I noticed in this scene, he was like, he's like, update our computer security, change the passcodes. Oh, <laughs> like passcodes. Passcodes. Like, pass- he sounds, he, sometimes he sounds like Chicago. He's like, change the passcodes. <laughs> I was like, I don't think Gary Oldman wanted to be here. He was just like, I'm Chicago. I'm from Chicago in this scene. Oh, goodness. In the next scene, I'm going to be from California. <laughs> He's know. just mixing it up. So, yes, Kevin Costner, he has nowhere else to go. He, he goes back and breaks into his house where his family live. Mm. Um, he's in the basement. They have this really high-tech kit, this kit, because he opens up. He's in the basement of the house. He pulls out this, like, bag. Which I didn't realize he was in the basement of yeah. his house. It doesn't I, set I it up very like, well. I was just like, somewhere with a first aid kit. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, well, he pulls out this bag, and it's got stuff in it, and then he lifts it up, and there's like a number lock. A number mm-hmm. key. And he opens it. Yeah, it's a safe in there. And I was like, he put like an emergency like first aid kit in a safe in his basement. Whatever. Well, there's money and a passport in there. Of course. That, that, that makes me laugh in movies where they're like, <laughs> okay, what's in secret? What's secret stuff that you'd want to hide? Money and also passports. And the passport with a different name. Yeah. They always do that in movies. They're like, whoa, he's got a bag with passports. <laughs> Now he's John Smith. <laughs> yes. Well, he's, you pointed this out because I didn't even, I was writing something at the time, but he pulls out rubbing alcohol and drinks it. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. He downs some rubbing alcohol and he's like fixing his leg up and Gal Gadot comes down into the basement because they come home mm-hmm. and she hears something and that's when she pulls a gun out from like a like table. A vent. Yeah. Well, like yeah, I think it was a trick table. Yeah. She has a gun hidden in there. Mm-hmm. Smart. And, and it's funny because she, 
she looks at it off screen and you hear it like, but you hear it cocking and it's very loud in the movie, but she comes down and this is when I wrote down, I'm like, this poor lady, I'm sure she's a very nice lady, but she sees him operating on his table and or his leg and he's like, she goes, what is all of these? <laughs> she does not. She does not sound like that. Well, they start talking and this is where he starts telling her, you know, what happened and he's remembering everything. He, they talk about you know, things that has happened in their life. And mm-hmm. he's like, it's Sunday, it's waffle day. Yeah, chicken and waffles. Chicken she and waffles. makes the chicken and he makes the waffles. Yeah, have you ever made, have you ever eaten chicken with waffles before? I actually haven't. Me either. I don't know anybody that has, really. Yeah, I, I hear about it in movies and stuff and maybe it's just not where we're at. Very uh, common for chicken and waffles. But yeah, I've never had it. We should try it. Yeah, maybe it's really good. I'll make the chicken, you can make the I waffles. Make the waffles, yeah. So Gal Gadot, she's all kind of messed up because she her, her husband, you know, he's got his memories and stuff. And yeah, he's like, I will leave. Mm-hmm. And she's walking around upstairs, Gal Gadot is, and she sees him outside in the backyard with their daughter. And she's like, oh, no. She's like, oh, shit. They're burying her elephant for some reason. Yeah, I didn't quite understand that. I don't either. Yeah, the daughter has a stuffed elephant and Kevin Costner's digging a hole. And She said that her dad gave it to her. So maybe she thought, well, her dad's dead. So she has to bury the elephant. Maybe so. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. I was like, why are they burying that stuffed elephant? But yes, Gal Gadot comes out and she's like, Emma, come to me. Come come over here. She's freaking out. And... Mm-hmm. She's got the gun behind her back. Yes. So her daughter can't see. Yeah, and then... Yeah, Kevin Costner is just like, I don't want any trouble. He's like, how about this? You make the chicken, I'll make the waffles, and then I'll leave. So it comes to like eight hours later, because it's dark, so he made the chicken, and she made the chicken, he made the waffles, and then he stayed there all night, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the daughter's playing piano, and she's teaching Kevin Costner how to do it. So Gal Gadot comes in, and she tells the daughter to get ready for bed, and then it's just her and Kevin Costner, and they're again talking about, like, what? I thought this part, this whole section of him and his family was pretty boring. Oh. I, I don't know. I just didn't feel like it worked, mm. and I felt bored by this the most. Can I say I cried? Did you really? I didn't I see it. Did. Well, you're like sitting on the floor and I'm sitting up on the couch. Yeah, I I don't know. I had to sit on the floor. He's weird. He sits on the floor all the time. Uh, I don't know. I had my phone. I was doing like some uh, yoga type poses to have my phone and my keyboard to type on there. So I had to sit on the floor to be a little bit better. But uh, yes, I, I don't know. I was a little bored by it and... And she, to be honest, she does cry at the more emotional scenes. A lot. Yeah. And I think it's because I am in the movie, so I I kind of mm-hmm. feel what she's feeling. And I'm all like, oh, she's so sad because she lost her husband. And now she's kind of getting him back in a weird way. Then yeah. she can kind of know that he really loves her. And yes. All of that. And I was just all like, here it comes. I'm that's, crying. That's how different we are is that you get really involved with these movies. And then I'm just like, man, this is boring. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, emotions. Skip. <laughs> I was really worried. I'm like, man, this would be weird if Kevin Costner kissed Gal Gadot. Because he's, I don't know. They he, came close. And I'm they, like, ooh, don't. Please I like, don't. I don't know why, but it just would be so weird to me. It would be very weird. Yeah, I don't know. But he doesn't. And she's like, well, where are you going? And he's like, I guess I'll go wherever he takes me. Like Ryan Reynolds' mm-hmm. his brain takes me. And she's like, well, sleep on the couch. He says very, something very shitty to her. He's like, it's not the first time I've slept on that couch. Yeah. I'm like, Talking about like what? previous fights, I guess, they've had. Yeah. And so, yeah, he stays the night and he sleeps on the couch and he wakes up in the morning and he <laughs> he's bleeding out the back of his head this whole movie because he wakes up and on the pillow that he was sleeping on, he shows it to Gal Gadot and it's got blood all over it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, sorry. And she's like, oh, that's fine. He's like, it's fine. <laughs> he turns it over 
as to make it better. He turns it upside down <laughs> no. so the good side is facing. So the blood gets on the couch, too, instead of just on the pillow. Yes. Yeah, it's got to be everywhere. So it's very funny. He's talking about this money in this duffel bag that he's trying to find. And Kevin Costner says, we are going to have a lot of money. I'm like, what's the plan here? Mm-hmm. You're going to take this money and live happily what? ever after with this woman that you're not really her husband, but you kind of are? Yeah. <laughs> but yes, she gives him a cup of coffee and he looks and it says the University of London on it. Mm-hmm. And he has another flashback of that is he's there's a rare book section there. Mm-hmm. That's the bookcase he saw in his previous memory, and that's where he stored the bag. Yeah, and he's like, "Do you work there?" And she's like, "Yes, I do." And she's like, "Are you sure you're my husband?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is my husband really Can't in there? Can't you remember? Yeah, I work there, and he's like, "There's a books there. There's books with it that are like locked in a cage." Yeah, they're like, rare books. She's like, "Yeah, the rare book section." She goes, "Does this have something to do with what's going on?" And he's like, "Yes." Do you have a key? And I need a car. And so she gives him the key to the rare yeah, book. And she's like, "Okay, sure, whatever." I didn't trust you like five minutes ago, but now you can have a car and the key. Yeah, when, when at I my work because I'm gonna get fired. <laughs> when I saw you bleed all over that pillow, I was like, "That's my husband." <laughs> So, yes, he takes her car, takes the keys, and he's driving to the University of London. Um, I, Gal Gadot is, like, getting in. She she calls her daughter in because she's packing stuff in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Probably because she knows she's about to get fired. She's like, okay, we're packing up out of this house. We're going because I sent that guy to the University of London and I'm going to get fired for giving him my shit, maybe. But <laughs> she calls the daughter and it's like, we've got to take a shower. And I'm like, we got to take a shower. But I think it's just something parents probably say. Yeah. So, yeah, the little girl gets in the shower or gets in the bathroom and Gal Gadot goes over to the shower to, like, turn it on. And the head villain, the villain's head mm-hmm. lady, Elsa, comes out and points a gun. I'm like, how'd she get in the house? Yeah, which I didn't see that coming. But yeah. that's a good point. I'm like, how does she get in the Because there's security. Well, we, we know that all you have to do to fool the security is, like, throw a stick the other way. Yeah, but you still need a code. To get in the house. She's the head villain. Or head villain's like number one. So there's... We're, there's but a maybe... Maybe Hemdall hacked the security system. Yes. So she could get inside. Yes, he can hack absolutely everything. Yes. So around this point, the Dutchman, yes, he made that video saying that if they don't help him out and give him amnesty, he will fire a missile. So he hacks a sub and fires a missile. And yeah, he sh- he's trying to show people that, you know, hey, I can I can control this shit through the dark web. And they are going crazy. Yeah, they're like, oh my God, the missile's been fired. Holy fuck. And he wusses out, I guess, because he, he immediately yes. blows the missile so he, up. Yeah, he disables it or. Yeah, he makes it blow it up. up and everyone's like, wow, okay, we're good. And then he just goes crazy. Which I was like, was that his plan? Is he mad that he blew it up or was he really wanting to kill millions upon millions of people with that nuclear missile? <laughs> I don't know. Because he said he was going to give him a demonstration. you think like firing a missile and then blowing it up right away would be a pretty good demonstration. Yeah, in my notes I said, I'm confused as to what is going on. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, he gave him a demonstration. Like, look, I fired a missile. I did it. But next time I'll kill people. But he's like so pissed off that he didn't kill millions upon, maybe even billions of people. Yeah, I'm like, you're pissed off because you're not a bad guy? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's Damn it. It's weird, and and yeah, I didn't fully understand his plan there, but um, yes, and then Kevin Costner makes it to the rare book section on the university, and he Mm -hmm. opens it. He he opens the gate, leaves the key in the door, and walks in, and I'm 
that's observant. I didn't even. That's like in movies where people, you notice this more than I do, but where people go into like an apartment or a house and leave the door open. Oh, yes. I hate that. <laughs> I was like, what? he just left the key in the door, opened it, and then went inside. I'm like, close the fucking door. Yeah. Close it and take the key Who out. Who does that? Who goes into their house and just leaves the door open? Just I don't know. willy nilly. It's again. Do you not have animals? <laughs> they could get outside. Not in these movies, no. Not in Friends when they're always leaving the door in of an apartment open all the time. Well, they had like a duck. Oh, yeah. Joey time. and Chandler did, yeah. yes. But, you know, whatever. But, like, when they go into Rachel's house, they never close that door. Nope. Good portion of the time, but... <laughs> so, yes, he goes into the rare book section. Again, he finds Georgie Orwell. I don't think anyone's ever called Georgie. Georgie Orwell. But he finds the books... Just knocks all these rare books off the shelf yes. and gets the bag. He finds the bag with all the money and the passports in it. And then he comes around a corner and this villain is sitting down again. Because I wrote, this villain has been sitting in this movie the whole time. Yes. <laughs> the villain. He's very relaxed. Yeah. he's Himdall is sitting there and he's like, oh, hello, Agent Pope. And yeah, and uh, Kevin Costner's like, you're the guy that killed me. And he's like, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Now, I was really shocked. Like, I didn't know that. Himdall was going to be there. I thought, yeah, I thought Kevin Costner was going to be able to get out and have this money, and maybe it was something else would happen later down the line. Mm-hmm. But seeing Himdall, I was all like, whoa, yeah, he just comes out of nowhere. He comes in, he's just sitting down there. And uh, this is what I wrote because he's like, Himdall is asking him, Where is the Dutchman? And I'm like, dude, if you needed the Dutchman so bad, why did you just automatically kill Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> they killed him like yeah. right away, like. Torture him a little bit. I mean, you know, threaten his family or something. They just kill him and leave. Well, I think that the woman, I think um, Elsa came in and cranked up that electricity. Cranked up. Is that a word? Yeah. She cranked it up. Yeah. <laughs> cranked that shit up. She cranked it up. And um, I think that's probably what killed him. You think it was like an accident? Mm, not for her. Not for her. Oh, okay. Maybe she- him doll. She did not want it to lot. happen. <laughs> Elsa did. She's fucking up a lot in this movie. Elsa? Yeah, Elsa. Okay. She's fucking up so much in this movie. There's like a scene later where she's sitting in front of him because that's when he jumps off or drives off the pier or the, the yes. bridge. And she's just like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And he hugs her and I thought he was going to kill her. And she brought over some like walnuts. Oh, I didn't see that. And I'm like, uh, is he going to just crack the walnuts and eat them? And... I, he likes them, I guess, in that room that he never leaves until the very end. Maybe that's his favorite and she brought it over just to be like, hey, I brought your favorite It'd be walnuts. like someone bringing me gummy worms. Like, I'm sorry, I fucked up. Here's some gummy worms. I'm like, hey, you're fine with me. Hey, it's totally fine. But yes, he's in the rare books and... and... Elsa shocks him again. She like puts a cable to the rare book's cage yeah, which, and knocks out Kevin Costner. I thought that was pretty cool. They, I guess they're into electricity. I guess, yeah. <laughs> they're into it. <laughs> Sexually. <laughs> they like to be electrified. I guess so, but I thought it was going to like start messing with his memories. That would be interesting where he's oh. like, oh, I can't remember things anymore. Hey, that's true. Making the movie better. And so, yes, they take Kevin Costner and they bring him out into the garage and that's where they show that they have kidnapped Ryan Reynolds, his family. They have him in a car. And then there's also, at this point, there's a subplot where the Russians are actually coming to get the Dutchman because they show up and they're, they set off alarms on the CIA's like alert list. They're like, oh, we just got word that these Russians are in London now through like facial recognition. And the Dutchman should know by now. People are after him, right? Yes. So he just stays in the same spot. He's still in that safe house. 
Yeah, just in that same little safe house. Which, how did the Russians know? I think maybe did he tell them because are these Russians coming to get him and take him away or are they coming to kill him? Probably just to get the wormhole. They're probably coming to take him out. I think they're coming because he asked them to save him and give him, you know, Mm -hmm. amnesty in their country. So I wonder if these Russians were coming to, like, take him and let him stay in their country like Edward Snowden did. Oh, maybe. Because they know exactly where he is. They come to the university. But yes, they Mm. come to the university. Gary Oldman is tracking them because he's like, oh my god, they're here to get the Dutchman, obviously. So they track these Russians in this van that they're in. They follow them to the university. And then there's a big shootout that just starts between Gary Oldman, the Mm -hmm. CIA, and the Russians. Kevin Costner is on the other side in the car garage. And the shooting starts and they all freak out. And Kevin Costner runs away at this point. Or Uh, They go... He leads them into a, a um, chemistry room. They ask him where it is. Okay, yes, yes. So while Kevin Costner is in the garage, they're asking him, they're like, we will kill your family if you don't take us to where the Dutchman is. And he's like, I know where it is. They start taking him to where the Dutchman is. Um, and that's when the shootout between the Russians and everybody starts. And Himdall tells Kevin Costner, he's like, your family is dead. Kevin Costner leads the Elsa and another guy into a laboratory mm-hmm. and it's just funny to me because these people they're they're obviously freaked out because they hear gunshots but they're like packing up and don't even notice like these three other people yeah their back in. is to the door yeah <laughs> they're like we got to get the fuck out of here well kevin costner's like it's in there and so elsa goes towards the door and he throws some acid on the floor yeah different types of chemicals yeah he throws acid and then another chemical to make a bomb and it blows up elsa and this other guy they did say what chemical it was and i don't know if i didn't really see do it very mix well those. i don't know there's like ammonia something in there but yeah he mixes it and oh. blows it and so he runs off going to i guess the safe house is in the back of her office this whole time like his wife jill gal Gadot's office in oh the... see i didn't i guess i must be like weird with places because i'm like where is this where's the safe house yeah i guess it's her office he runs into it he finds the dutchman there's a scene where the dutchman is looking out his window when the shooting starts on campus and Mm -hmm. he has a cigarette in his mouth and he just throws it on the floor (laughs) i'm like dude this isn't your house that's rude yeah you're like a bad guest use an ashtray yeah something so kevin costner runs in the room he sees the dutchman and he's like you had a deal with bill pope i'm here to make it right bill mm-hmm. so he hands him the bag with the money and the passports and he's like we're cut we're gonna get you out i was shocked by that yeah he, he's a good guy now so i'm just like oh he's turning mm-hmm. he's turning yeah he's done some good things here and there him hanging out with the family yeah in what i would call the boring parts of the movie <laughs> and i don't mind like you know family dramas and stuff happy kind of stuff I, I don't mind that kind of stuff no it's just I, I felt like it didn't work in the movie it just felt like i don't know anyway it didn't feel like it really worked but yes so there and he tells the dutchman he was like look you're gonna do something for me real quick with your wormhole <laughs> <laughs> whoa i need to do something to your wormhole <laughs> <laughs> This movie takes a turn. It takes a weird-ass turn. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so he's like, you need to do something. I need you to edit it. So it shows the Dutchman, like, editing his program of the dark web. And he's just like, you're a genius. You're a genius. You're the smartest man I've ever met. <laughs> um, and then Elsa comes into the room and she shoots Kevin Costner in the shoulder. Yes. Always the shoulder. It is. The left shoulder. Um, and then I think she shoots the Dutchman, like, in the arm or something in here. In the knee. In the knee, yes. Mm-hmm. And so she's asking for him to give her the thing. And I don't know, does he give it to her? He doesn't give it to her, so she shoots him in the head? No, he says it's the USB, and she takes the USB out, and Mm -hmm. then shoots him in the head. Yeah, he tells her where it is, and she shoots him in the head. Which I was really sad, 
Yeah, I, I mean, guy. the Dutchman's just trying to do the right thing. The actor that played the Dutchman, his name's Michael Pitt. He always reminded me of um, kind of like a Leonardo DiCaprio type. And yeah. Especially when he was younger, he, look, he looked and kind of sounded a little more like him. I could see that. He's been in a ton of stuff. He's been in the, the show Boardwalk Empire, Murder by Numbers when he was younger with Ryan Gosling. He's been in a ton of stuff. But yes, he gets killed there, and then the woman turns her back on... Kevin Costner and calls Himdall saying that she's got the wormhole. Mm, and they're both dead. They're both dead, yeah. And Kevin Costner stands up and he hits her in the back of the head. With a cactus. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like, I was ouch. I was like, oh God, is he gonna like stick her in the head with the needles? Is it gonna kill her? But no, he just hits her and And it's uh, not one of those little cactuses that you buy for your desk at work yeah it was a ginormous one it was like an actual cactus from the desert but not like a really big one it was like a medium size yeah <laughs> you get the idea but i thought he was gonna like stab her in the head with that or something and that would kill her but <laughs> she falls down and it's so funny because she's on the phone with him doll and she falls on the ground and you hear him on the phone be like elsa <laughs> are, I was, are you there? okay uh, but then he takes a lamp he breaks the light bulb out of it oh, and then yeah. he just beats her this is like i'm getting i'm like he I guess they're making him out to be an anti-hero, like a hero, but not, but kind of like bad. Yeah, like he keeps going back and forth. Yeah, because he beats her to death for like several minutes. Yeah, you can actually see her brains that kind of scan yeah. to her head and you kind of see the yeah oozing brain out of her head. Yes, and that he he does this weird roar. He like hits her and beats her to death and then yeah. he's like, yeah! <laughs> Yeah, it's very it's like strange. He's just mad at her for, you know, just putting him out. He's like an animal. He's like, Bruh! but he leaves after this. And what gets me is he doesn't even take the money. Yeah, well, he's he's more concerned about the family now because he knows Himdall has the wife and kid. Oh, but he but they were going to have the money. I don't even know if he knew what he was thinking about. Like, we're going to have the money. Which, speaking of the money, and this is kind of off, maybe the wrong spot. But I read um, that the money, it was supposed, it's $10 million, right? Yes. But in order for it to be $10 million, it would have to be, yeah. So, in reality, $1 million in 100 bills weighs 20.4 pounds. So, $10 million would weigh over 200 pounds and we require about 10 of the the bags that he used so logic with this memory swapping movie yeah. and that's just, according to imdb yeah it's movie magic again there, there's a really funny scene i don't know if you've ever seen the movie dodgeball with uh oh yes <laughs> but he he offers him like i think a million dollars and he opens a briefcase up and it's like a tiny little stack yeah. and he's like yes that's what it really looks like in real life the movies get it wrong yeah. so that's where he's like holding 10 million dollars and it wouldn't make sense of him carrying 10 bags around yeah he has like a little uh dolly with him the whole time <laughs> but yeah so he walks out and there's like a medical ambulance there and he sees that he's got shot and they're like oh do you need help um he just steals the ambulance because again they left it running which i don't know if you need to leave it running at the scene but yeah he just gets in and takes off and most of the time they do and i they have to have a way to lock it i don't know emt's out there i'm sure you know comment yeah let us know so Gary Oldman makes it up to the safe house where they had. He finds the Dutchman's dead, realizes that the wormhole is gone, and he realizes that Jericho has it. And he's like, oh my god, Jericho's going to give it to Himdall because Himdall has the, the wife and the kid. Mm -hmm. So he's driving this ambulance, and all these cops are chasing Kevin Costner, Jericho, whatever. Um, and he 
like causes an explosion with these he's like driving and he swerves in front of a truck to make it crash and kills all these cops Mm -hmm. and again he does this big roar he goes (laughs) which this was also kind of like cellular because he probably killed 500 people killing five and yeah again i was like our hero but yeah he kills (laughs) kills all these cops and he's just like (laughs) so gary oldman in his hell is in a helicopter and he's able to reach the radio that's in the ambulance and he's mm-hmm. talking to jericho and he's like jericho don't give him the deep web the wormhole he's like he will kill us all and he was like but he's got my family and gary oldman's like who cares they don't matter oh i could have punched him in the yeah, face i heard you i heard you sigh at that scene Ugh. but then kevin coster's like that matter to me yeah i was like fuck that guy um so yeah then himdall is at like a airport or like a private plane or whatever he's trying to get on a jet he's waiting and because kevin costner calls him on elsa's phone because he he answers the phone and he's like elsa and he's like yeah yeah this isn't elsa (laughs) does this sound like elsa yes that's right (laughs) it's like does that sound like elsa so himdall tells jericho where to come to pick up his family he's like we'll trade your family for the for the wormhole this is when because he crashes when kevin costner gets on the scene there's a guy standing in front of one of the vehicles like one of the henchmen so kevin costner just rams this guy and that's what i'm like wow these really look like real Mm -hmm. effects like they crashed they actually went out and crashed some cars which you don't see every day so they did that for real and i mean you know a lot of movies today don't do that Kevin Costner pulls out like this weird ass axe that they have in the center console for some reason of this ambulance. <laughs> Just conveniently. Yeah, it's got like different blades on I'm it and sure stuff. There's a reason. I'm sure. He goes over to the car where his wife and kid are mm-hmm. and he stabs this guy. He like hits him several times with the axe. That looked fake. I could that looked to me like the the axe going in yeah. that did look cg i'm like well they really did all these effects for real and then he starts stabbing him and like that doesn't look real i think the camera was moving so fast i couldn't even tell yeah well he he does that and then he kills another guy and then himdall is standing there and i think does, with the kid with the kid mm-hmm. yes yes he's standing there with the kid he had freed his wife but the kid yeah himdall has him and so they're standing there and he's like give me the wormhole and i'll give you the kid this sounds so weird <laughs> Give me the wormhole and I'll give you my kid. Hey. (laughs) He picks the USB drive. He has it still in the phone. He takes it out with his teeth for some reason. He has it in his mouth. Well, I think it's because his, uh, maybe his his dominant hand. His arm was shot. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's right. He got shot by Elsa. So yes, he takes it out with his teeth and I'm like, that's weird. He throws the USB of the, of the wormhole key at Himdall. Mm-hmm. Himdall turns around, the little girl runs, and then in in a better action movie, they would have had this axe. Kevin Costner throws the axe at Himdall, and mm-hmm. in like a crazier or, or different action movie, they would have had him like get killed. Yeah, I was like, man, he's been spot on. Yeah, so he throws the Except axe and now. he misses him completely. Just absolutely just... Pew. Yeah, and then Himdall turns around and shoots Kevin Costner and gets on the plane and takes off. And, and Kevin Costner has been saying that he's been having problems remembering. He was like, because when they were on the radio together, he was like, he was like, no, the, the, the Dutchman, he's like, I can't, he's like, I help the Dutchman and I got to go get my family. He's like, they have, he's like, I don't remember my, their names. Yeah, he forgot Emma's name. Emma's name, yeah, he doesn't remember him. Mm. But yeah, he's starting to forget. And um, that's when Tommy Lee Jones is like, if you come back here now, I can do the surgery and you'll remember. Yes, that's right. He's like, if you turn around, I can do this surgery now and you'll remember everything permanently. And that's when he's like, fuck the family. And he's like, they matter to me. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, Hemdo shoots him, gets in the plane and takes off. And Gary Oldman, the helicopter lands right there. 
Uh, Himdel on the plane accesses the wormhole and fires a rocket directly at where Kevin Costner and Gary Oldman mm-hmm. and the family are. Yep. And Gary Oldman's just like, you stupid son of a bitch, you killed us. You've killed us all. You've killed the world, basically. Yeah. That's what he was saying. He killed everybody. Yeah, he's like, you killed us. Uh, oh, here we go. Oldman says, you killed us all, you fucking asshole. <laughs> so, yeah, and then Gary Oldman gets the radio, or he got the radio that they fired the nuclear warhead at the exact spot that they're at. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin Costner is like, you hurt me. I hurt you worse. <laughs> and he's like, I had, I had the guy do something. And he's like, who? And he's like, the I can't remember his name. The guy, he fixed it. And that's when you realize that the Dutchman programmed it to where whoever fired the missile, the missile was going to come back and kill them. Mm -hmm. And the missile turns. It's like coming right at Kevin Costner. And then it dramatically, just to make everybody wonder, it dramatically turns. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And it goes directly at Himdahl in the plane who sees it coming. And he's like, oh shit. And the plane blows up. Yeah. And then, yeah, they got him. They got the bad guy and they take Kevin Costner and he's like, I can't, I can't remember. He's bleeding. And then it flashes back to where we started with Kevin Costner and his dad, Gene, standing on the beach. (laughs) Uh, His hair has finally grown back in a little bit. Thank God. Looks, he's looking better. He's looking a lot better. And the family, Gal Gadot and the daughter, Emma, pull up in like a military vehicle. Those were the guys we saw at the beginning with the guns. Mm -hmm. They get out and Tommy Lee Jones and Gary Oldman are just standing off to the side watching him. Yes. I I thought that was a little weird. Yeah, and they're like, well, he hasn't remembered or he hasn't responded to anything since, you know, we Mm. fixed him. Mm -hmm. And they're like, maybe this will work. Maybe he'll respond to the family when he holds hands with Emma, the little girl. Yes. And then Tommy Lee Jones just automatically knows that it's fine. He's like, he remembers. (laughs) I was like, automatically? Well, I thought it was cute. The little girl ran up towards him and says, you may not remember me, but I remember you. Yes. And then I'm like, sweet. I started tearing up again. <laughs> I'm just like, this is just the cutest thing. The daughter did a really good job, yes. Yeah. But he squeezes her hand, and then Tommy Lee Jones is like, he remembers. We're 500 feet away from him, but I can see it from here that he knows. <laughs> well, and he touches his nose. Yes. Which was, he did Their that signal. earlier, and that was how he said, I love you to his wife. That was how they said it, yes. Mm-hmm. Gal Gadot was like, do you remember how he said, I love you, or you had a funny thing that you did, and yep. he touched his nose. Yes, so he touches his nose, and that's when they're like, he remembers. And this last line of the movie is so bad, because Tommy Lee Jones asked Gary Oldman, he's like, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to cut him loose? Yes. And I'm like, well, of course they're not going to cut him loose. He's killed so many fucking people. No yeah. way. And Gary Oldman goes, I'm going to offer him a job. Oh, and God. again, like cellular, I just wanted that. Yeah! <laughs> That's how all these movies should end with the CSI yeah from The Who. Yeah, I did not like that. I didn't like the ending. I was like, really? You're going to offer this guy a job. He's like, he's wanted in London for killing 800 cops. <laughs> he's I mean, going to work for us. I can't imagine that he's all, you know, um, like all there. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's not all Ryan Reynolds. Hopefully, like, the good parts of Ryan Reynolds are in him. But you know what would have been a funnier ending is if Tommy Lee Jones is like, oh, you're going to offer him a job at the CIA? And then Gary Oldman's like, CIA? We're not the CIA. We're a terrorist organization. <laughs> You're like, oh, shit, they've been the bad guys the whole time. That's why I'm like, I didn't know who was good and who was bad because they both seem bad. Yeah, yeah, we're really saying something here about the government. I mean, kind of, because, I mean, otherwise, why is Ryan hiding this Dutchman Mm -hmm. from his own company? Yeah. Because unless they're corrupt, but in the end, I mean, they really kind of weren't. They were wanting to save the world. Yeah. So... 
It all seems weird. It's just strange. Yeah, it does. I don't think it all comes together. So I can't make sense out of it. Yeah, and we've talked for a good portion of time here now, and I don't think we did anything better. Any, any better sense <laughs> yeah, out of it. No, it's all just very confusing. So you had the idea before we did this one to do something where we talk about like a good point and a bad point about the movie that we liked. Like something good we liked and something bad. So do you have something that you really liked in the movie? Um, I had like our favorite and worst part. Oh my gosh. I thought of this and now I'm like, which one is my favorite and which one is my worst part? Yeah. Um... You want me to go first? Yes. I just thought off the top of my head, I was like, um, my favorite part is when they tell Gary Oldman that Jericho Stewart is remembering. It's when he is in the house and that guy goes to Gary Oldman and he's like, he recognized my voice. He knew the passcode. He knew who I was. He's remembering Jericho Stewart is remembering Ryan Reynolds. And Gary Oldman just goes, that's fucked up. (laughs) That's my favorite part. I thought that was so funny. Uh, worst part, probably the end, where he's like, I'm going to offer that man a job. Like, why? Yeah. That's so stupid. Um, so I thought, best part, Gary Ullman, that's fucked up. Worst part, Gary Ullman, I'm going to offer him a job. My favorite part is when he orders in French. Yes. And he's like, I can speak Spanish, motherfucker. Yes. Or fucker. (laughs) That's really funny. I thought that was just hilarious. He's like, actually French, it's, motherfucker. It's not even Spanish. <laughs> well, I was just showing you he's an idiot. Yeah. I, at first. I think, you know, I mean, Spanish is a widely known, you know, foreign language, but. Yeah. No, that was pretty ooh. funny. And your worst part? So my worst part, I would have to say the ending as well. Yeah. Where he said, I'm going to offer you a job or offer him a job. And I thought that was just way too cheesy. Really dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It just. Again, it kind of didn't fit in with the the whole movie, because why would you <laughs> offer a serial killer a job? I don't know. They never really said if he was like what exactly all he did. He just said he committed crimes and stuff. But yeah, yeah no, no way, no way. Um, well, that's the movie. If you guys watched it with us, hopefully you know we made some good points and and followed along. If you didn't, well, we spoiled it for you, so now you can watch it with our ideas kind of in in mind. <laughs> yes. Um, also an update on cellular. If we can't cut this and paste it into cellular, then you'll learn it now. Uh, Scott had wondered if Chris Evans tattoos were real in the movie cellular. Um, and according to pop sugar, Chris Evans tattoos, uh, on his left bicep of a Taurus is real. And it was homage to his mom who is a Taurus. Wow. So all you people that were threatening me with death because I didn't know. Yeah. (laughs) No. No, no one's done that. But yeah, they were real. Yeah. So Taurus. Little update on the last episode here. So So thank you to all the listeners. Uh, We would be so stoked if you would give us a five-star rating, um, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcast. If you're not an iPhone user like me, I love Androids. And this is where Scott and I are completely opposite as well Mm because he loves iPhones. Um, but you can go to our website at the filmobsessedcouple.podbean.com to subscribe and then you'll automatically get our episodes downloaded. Um, we're also on Instagram, the film obsessed couple. So please come and join us on Instagram. We can be friends and 
chit chat that way. And you can also get updates on the episodes and kind of what show we're going to be um, or what movie we're going to watch next. So you can keep up with that as well. And the music for our podcast is by our very own Scott. I spent several hours on this trying to perfect it, but um, yeah, we didn't, on the last episode, I realized we didn't give like a preview of what we were doing next. That's kind of still in flux at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, we will get a better handle. We do have a list, but some of the movies that I had picked for this Jan- for January, I really changed my mind on, which I will, I will try not to do later once we have a good schedule laid out like we do for the next months. But go to our Instagram page and we'll have it posted there. Yes. Yeah. We'll keep it up to date then. And once we get the, I'll, before the next episode, I will lay the schedule out for January better. So for the next episode. So once we end it, I will let you guys know what we're doing next. Sounds good. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you so much, guys. Hope you take care. We'll see you on the next one. Bye.